hundred years shit house. Uh, Charlie, the Bulldogs have got two flags now. I hate you. If you think we'll be insightful, clever or just when we search, we're here to say that's not the case. We'll just go out and wing it. We are two guys, one car. It is... It is Wednesday, May the 3rd. Welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL podcast. I'm Will Anderson. And I am Charlie Clawson. And I suddenly realised, Charlie, that we have headphones in, but I can't hear us oh, really? in the headphones. Can you hear us in the headphones? Not in the headphones, but I can hear you because you're sitting like a foot away from uh, Yeah, I mean, we're right next to each other, but normally we have headphones on and I can hear you through the headphones. Right. But today, I can hear you through real life, but not as well as I normally would because my headphones are blocking you out. <laughs> Uh, we are wearing headphones because we're going to have a guest on this podcast later on who's going to Skype in. Mm. In fact, let's do a little bit of sizzle right up the top of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, who do we have on the podcast, Charlie? We've got uh, Amit Baines, list manager and COO of the St Kilda Football Club. I don't know what COO I mean, firstly, for. a chief... Uh, Operating officer? officer? Is that what it is? I'm using an officer? A CEO is... Ch- What's a Haven't CEO? had a drink all day, officer. <laughs> <laughs> like... Chief He's the COO. So he's an officer. Yeah, yeah. right. The O means officers. So the middle O is operate, operations. Yeah. Chief officer, officer. Chief, I think chief, it is. I is think it both the O's are officer. Chief operations officer. Chief operating officer. Chief operator of officers. <laughs> chief of the office operators. We probably should have looked this up, I suppose, yeah. before the podcast. Well, no, because that would go against our culture of not doing any research before we talk about football. Now, do you think the problem is also that perhaps you're talking to me and not into the microphone? <laughs> Yeah, that might be a problem. Because we've we're tried to rearrange uh, in the pod cave here, we've tried yep. to rearrange ourselves around Will's computers so when we do get a meet on, he can see us. But basically, we're both. So in... we can uh, meet him. <laughs> Come on, I'm here all week. We're both. Uh, we're both. Uh, I was actually thinking, I don't know, we'll get to this later. Okay, so we've been in the same. Um, we, we've not been in the same place to record this podcast pretty much all of the. And now uh, we're basically sitting on each other's laps. Uncomfortably close together. <laughs> I mean, essentially, it's like. Like somebody thinks your form on the podcast has been too good, and they're like, "Is someone finally going to tag Charlie Clawson?" You know what it actually feels I, like. I'm your shutdown player today. But, Whatever you say, I'm just going to try to shut you down. Because we're leaning in, so our heads are both on the camera for a meet on Skype. But we're leaning in as if we're about to kiss. Like it does have that kind of. I'm waiting for you to come a bit closer. I'm just sort of just putting it out there, just a little slight lean. I mean, even when a meet comes on, he might actually just hang up because he thinks he's intruded <laughs> on a private moment. He might think this is how we warm up for the podcast. Um, it's great to uh, be doing the show with Mike Hal back on deck. Mike Hal came on at just the right time. Yeah, after he, yeah. the Saints thumped the Hawks. Well, and let's let's uh, let's explain to people because maybe there's people who are listening to the podcast for the very first time. And thank you for making making it this, it this far. far. <laughs> Jesus, it's like are they going to kiss or what? what? What's going on? <laughs> this is a romantic comedy. I love it. I mean, I I, I came to Two Guys One Cup because I didn't know it was an AFL podcast. <laughs> this is more what I was hoping for. <laughs> When do they get the cuff out? So, um, poor old Mike Hal, who's our US-based uh, uh, podcast uh, producer, and he came on board for our original podcast, uh, TOEFOP, right? And uh, that is a podcast that you probably, you know, you don't need to know much about Australia to understand that podcast. No, the less you know about anything, the better the podcast sounds. Yeah, that's our, that's our slogan <laughs> with the podcast. The less you know, the funnier you are. So, um, he, that's fine. But he also came on board for Two Guys, One Cup. and. Yep. In a very conscientious way, but with great enthusiasm, he embraced the sport of AFL because 
As we know, Charlie, the reason we started this podcast, one of the reasons, is that we both think that AFL football is the best game in the entire world. Yeah. And I honestly believe that, you know, if it was played in other countries, it would also be the predominant sport in those countries because it's just such a fucking great game. So Mike Howell has jumped on board Mm. uh, with enthusiasm. Yeah. Bought a membership this year. Watching games. And he decided he wanted to pick a team. And he started doing the podcast last year. Yeah. And he picked Hawthorne. Now that's a good that's yeah. a good pick last year still, yeah. you know. Hawthorne was still you know, around about. You know, Will, I've never been on a boat. I feel like taking a cruise this year. I've got some money, I'm gonna buy a ticket. What's this boat called? The Titanic. Sure. sure. Why not? Well, says that it's arrived in America first on its last three voyages. So I assume the fourth one in a row will go exactly the same way. Yeah, I think um, I was surprised the amount of people who were tipping Hawthorne last week because it sort of felt like, oh, they've righted this ship. But we talked about it on this podcast. I was like, they beat West Coast at the MCG. Like, I'm not convinced by anyone who beats West Coast. I'm I mean, not even you, sure about West Coast when I, West Coast beat, beat other teams. I, I don't want to be this guy, but I believe that you are the person who believes in West Coast the least <laughs> in this entire country. Like, you've never believed in West Coast, and you're like you're like the angry atheist, but about West Coast. Yeah. We, you know that like guy who's still he's in his, his late 30s, and he's still yelling at people going, you know God doesn't exist. Well, here's, like, here's my thing about West, <laughs> West... We're getting more feedback now from Western Australian listeners than yeah. ever before, because they think... They're taking it well, but they are saying to us, you're leaning on us a bit hard. Like, you know, just a bit less with the WA bashing. I love WA. I have relatives who live in WA. West Coast, on the other hand, like, I have... It's not that I've ever liked them, but when they were that team in the early 90s that won their first flag, was it 92, I think? Around about right. 1994, their two flags. Who knows, but, but they, they were good for a long time. But they, to me, were like the GWS of... Uh, that era. Yeah, like, they, they, just... they were GWA. <laughs> yeah, GWA. Guns across the board. But because of they that... They were a Western Australian state team. That's they, what it felt it, like. They yeah. felt like a superstar Western Australian state team. They had the silky skills. They were the young, cocky people who were, you know, like, yeah, very much like what GWS are like now. You know, yeah. they've all been bred to be footballers. I don't remember a lot of the WA haircuts back when they started in the league. It only seemed to come in in the, in the noughties. Like, where were those tight ringlets in the 90s? I mean, what, Peter Matera, when he had hair, I don't know, it wasn't like super ringlet, was it? I mean, I can't remember, like, the, the haircuts of the Western Australian players of the early 90s, but no, I wouldn't have thought no, so. No, there's no one who immediately comes to mind. No. Like, you could think of, like, Buddha Hocking, and like, oh yeah, that's Western Australian hair. Yeah. But there's no one from that team. So I, I'd be interested to know, when did the first curly-haired Western Australian footballer start was playing for WA? Was that the sign? That the success had gone to their heads. Ah, you they know. had to go back to sensible haircuts. Yeah, you just that, that's all you need. You just need a barber, a $15 barber down at the club. That was the secret of the Bulldogs. Bevo mm. doesn't just cut his own hair. Cuts everyone in the team's hair. That's how you bring the team together. You know, Jason Johannesson's allowed to have that haircut, but Bevo's got to cut it. That's how it works. <laughs> Speaking of Western Australians, and this will dovetail nicely yep. okay. into our first guest is uh, a very prominent Western Australian got linked with the Saints. Whispers. Whispers. The whispers from the West. We do have more whispers too that we'll get to later in the show. But uh, did you for one second buy that when the story broke? I still buy it. Do you? Yeah. Oh, the louder the denials have been, the more I believe it. The fact that that the the Saints and uh, his management have come out and said categorically not true. Yeah. 
couldn't convince me more. Really? Could not convince me more. Okay. In the same way as Buddy Franklin wasn't leaving the Hawks, and in the same way as Patrick Dangerfield certainly wasn't going back to Geelong, uh, I've caught Nat, Nat Fife is going to play for St Kilda next year. I've already bought some Nat Fife merchandise. We've talked. I, to- I'm actually cornering the market. This is going to be my new... This is how I'm going to fund the podcast, Charlie. <laughs> I'm getting all the Fife St Kilda the bubble, gear. The bobblehead Fife. I'm making it all myself. So... You, as someone who, whenever I talked about Nat Five to you, like over the preseason or whatever, was like, absolutely no way, no way. And if he's going, he's going to like a Collingwood or something like yeah. that. Does that change? Yeah, I've changed my mind. Yeah, okay. All these denials. <laughs> all these denials. When there was no denials, I was in denial, it turns out. But the denials have got me back across the line. In fact, I'm already picking out, um, you know, colours for his helicopter. <laughs> I mean, the helicopter. See, here's the thing. He's the one guy who doesn't care about going yeah. down to Seaford. Well, he, because yeah. he doesn't have to go down the, the one shop for a Subway sandwich every day. He this, can get in his helicopter, get into the city, <laughs> go to like Il Bacaro, and then go back out to training. This will be a surefire tell. They're rebuilding Morabin at the moment. Yeah. If they put a helipad. First thing that goes in. Helipad. That's a, that, when you see them like you know, turning the first sod, yeah. it'll be turning the first sod of the helipad. <laughs> That's how they will get him there. He will come yeah. in. On a helicopter. No, I, I, mate, I could not be more sure that this is going to happen. I, well, I'm the Saints already... mascot at the moment is just like a giant blonde-haired saint, reminiscent of classic blondes at St Kilda, Trevor yeah. Barker, Nick Revolt. If Five comes across, I think the new mascot should just be like shirtless, wearing a beanie, got a brown low around his neck, just wearing tracksuit pants. Here's what I, I think you're actually going to see is during the season, you'll actually see the mascot change bit by bit, week by week, and you'll see that blonde hair grow out. <laughs> and then curly. by the end of the season, it'll be shoulder length. And then in the final game, he'll put a beanie, and that's how they'll announce that he's coming to St Kilda. <laughs> that's fucking great. Mate, that, St Kilda is so confident he's going to be there. They're, also, they're already picking out the older and younger player he's going to allegedly live with. <laughs> We'll get to that. Um, all right, so should we bring a meet into the show? Yeah, let's let's do it. Hook it up, Michael. All right, let's see if this works. I realised that I could actually just take my headphones off one ear and then I could hear you better. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, way too late into that. That's 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 when I realised that. But look, we've got a flashing uh, Skype thing coming up here. I'm just going to describe it as it happens, Charlie, yeah, because exciting. this is the sort of podcast you're listening to, guys. Is this the connection oh, at so... Seaford or the connection in, in where you live? I mean, it's probably where I live, right? Like, I mean, it's more, like I, I tend to live... It took me four and a half hours last week to upload last week's episode of the podcast, uh, which made me particularly angry. <laughs> Um, I got some feedback from some people online who gave me tips on how to fix the internet. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, it, it's, it's not... I've been in heaps of different places this year. Yeah. It's it's the whole I know, internet. I love Unless it. you have tips on for me to how to turn the NBN on and off again and get that up, then you have no advice for me. I love that people think they need to tell you how to use the internet. Oh, I mean, well, it's one of those things where all I'm... Like, I have no great inside... You know, knowledge or you know, depth of knowledge on this, but all I know is in America, when I upload uh, this podcast, it takes five minutes, and here in Australia, it takes five hours. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have to be doctor science. I don't have to be doctor internet to work wonder, out that that is different. Right? I don't know if it's this particular place because when I upload at home, it takes like two or three hours. To yeah, two or three so hours well. at your house. Yeah. Like when I'm on a road in the hotel, it'll take an imagine hour, an hour was, and a half. Imagine if this was a real show, <laughs> mate. Like, do you know how hard we work to make it this shit? Imagine if we could actually make it good. 
This would be really listenable, I imagine, if they could cut out all this shit and if our Skype worked. If our Skype worked. I mean, we've done a lot of sizzle for a guest that does not seem to be coming on the line. That's my my Cal, saying. he wasn't listening to what we were saying before. Has he just jumped off the line because of what yeah, we were saying? Yeah, because what I said about <laughs> Five coming to Segunda. Is that it? Have I scared him away? Has he gone to sign the deal? Has he gone down to promotions? Has he heard my he riff? Called, called the guys who built the mascot out there. Yeah, He's like, I got go, a great idea. Ditch the beanie. Yeah. Ditch the beanie. He's on to us. Anyway, Mike, are you there? All right, let's. Um, Not hearing anyone. See, uh, he appears live on oh. my. Oh, hey! exciting! Good day, mate. Very good. How are you, boys? Good, good. Uh, uh, sorry uh, about, about Will's, Will's internet, internet connection. connection. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry about, about that. that. I, I have terrible internet. internet. Apparently, apparently, it's quite good at the football, football club. club I'm hearing. Hearing. Apparently, apparently, you're in. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Like everything in Melbourne, it's it's a beautiful day and everything's crystal clear here. <laughs> now, yeah, I mean, we, we have, have to get, get uh, straight, straight to the, the crux, crux of it. it. Yeah. Who, Who snitched, snitched about Nat Fife? Which board member snitched? <laughs> I'm still trying to work out who Fitzy is. I thought he was a bloke that was on Big Brother, but apparently there's another Fitzy that does breakfast radio. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think okay. Fitzy's going to be a fairly common name for... Yeah, in fact, I think they have to have a Fitzy in every market. It's compulsory. So there's one running, running triple M in Melbourne, Melbourne. So, so it works out well. well. Now, uh, uh, now, uh, now uh, the biggest question, question we have for you, for you today, today, we'll get to that five in a second, but uh, the biggest question we have to, for you today is, what does COO actually stand for? Because we speculated, is it Chief Operating Officer? Well, operations Officer. Yeah, full points, that's exactly what it is. Um <laughs> The role, my role is probably a bit more unique in that it's half uh, football, half corporate. So get a good view of everything the club's doing. But yeah, you got the acronym right. That's a very good start. You're still the list manager as well, correct? Uh, no, it sits, uh, list management sits um, in my portfolio, if you like. But uh, Tony Elshaw heads up our, our list management recruiting. Um, oh, can, you, can you go get Tony? We've got some questions for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still across everything, don't worry. Uh, when, when, when one of these stories like the Nat 5 story hits the news, uh, what happens around the club? Is it one of those things that you know people immediately sort of scoff at or laugh at or don't worry about? Or is that something when you're in an organisation that you go, oh, shit, now I'm going to have to make some calls and we're going to have to talk and we have to get to make sure there's actually no truth to this and what is our response going to be to the media? Is there is there that sort of level of it when something like this floats out of a fitzy in Western Australia? <laughs> uh, it's, it's a bit of everything. Uh, if you take the more humorous responses, Tony and I had our hands... Uh, shook by every player that we saw uh, from that. <laughs> so, congratulations, that's fantastic. You can take the rest of the year off. Um, so I guess the more well, did, did part of you uh, did part of you want to just go? Shit, we should just lie and say this is happening. Right? Well, the good news is if he does come up on the trade table at the end of the year, you know the team is on board, yeah. right? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And then uh, right through to the, the board, I suppose, who probably took a bit of umbrage at the suggestion that they leaked it. Um, but in a couple of conversations I had, it was probably clear that um, there, was a, there was a part of a couple of board members hoping it was true nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there is no truth to the rumour. Is this is this what we're saying? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, Charlie's saying that that's the case, but I, all, the, these denials that I've been hearing all week, I have full support of the board. Yeah, I didn't believe it until people started denying it. Now it makes a lot of sense to me. There's too much denial. No, there's there's no there's no truth in it. Um, uh, yes, I'm not one hundred percent sure where the rumour came from, but as I understand it. Um, 
Fitzy, uh, whoever Fitzy is, uh, went went pretty hard in backing his own story that the following day. So he, he's very confident. Um, he clearly <laughs> thinks whoever he's speaking to is actually a board member. So uh, I don't know. I mean, that is it? Impersonation. I was about to say, how many members are there on the secure board? board? Uh, there's nine board members. So, so is there a chance that you're some dude getting free drinks at Australia's bars pretending he's a member of the secure board? Yeah. It was like, like that guy. That could be Nicky Winmar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, so, okay. okay. So, here's the thing uh, that I wanted to ask. Does this then make it difficult exactly if Nat Fife is, like, you know, somebody who is on the market at the end of the year? Does it... Make it a, a more difficult situation for the Saints based on this being out there, or is it just starting at the same position regardless? Um, I think it probably adds a bit of difficulty. Um, the the area where it probably causes the most is, um, you know, a, a couple of players that we might be, you know, reasonably well progressed in in discussions with. Um, like uh, Field you know, or else. <laughs> Yeah, Mark is one of Pelly. Nice, mate. I'm high fiving you, mate. I know you, I know you can't hit me. That was a good one. Will, Will's actually Don't tensed up a bit. Then for a half a second, he really he tensed up. You can't see. Um, no, you, you've got to you're going to have conversations with uh, the players of those managers, I suppose, to say, relax. You know, our interest is still with you. Um, don't don't believe what you're hearing. Yeah, okay. Or could it be one of those things where it like just makes you a little hotter? Like you know, now that you know there's some other people in the market, it makes you a little hotter. Um, is St Kilda going to be in the market for one of those big names? That feels yeah, like what, what you've got some money and you know, you will be going after a big name at the end of the year. Yeah, I think the the beauty um, of our position this year is the the enormous flexibility we've got. We've obviously got um, the extra first round draft pick. We do have some salary cap space. Um, so I suppose how we actually deliver on that at the end of the year is open to us, which is great. So, you know, there's every every possible or conceivable outcome from just going to the draft and picking two gun kids to actually trading both those picks and bringing in talent. Now, um, mate, uh, Mike Cal, our producer, who I believe uh, you've met and told you he's a, a brand-new Hawthorne supporter, I thought we should talk a little bit about the game on the weekend. Um, firstly, how much has Juice been copping it down at the club this week? Uh, extraordinary. Um, I know um, Josh, and I suppose I have a really close relationship with Josh um, from, from getting him across uh, or being part of the team that got him across to the club in the first place. Um, mm. And my first comment to him, and, and bear in mind we'd had a good win, so everyone was in a good mood, was to say that <laughs> Harvey, my four-year-old son, would have kicked that, mate. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> he, he took it in good spirits. Um, I think he's, as the week's gone on, I think he's had enough of the, the humour around it. Um, <laughs> we did talk to him about doing a, a parody for our website, but he didn't seem too enthused about that. <laughs> there was an amazing uh, YouTube that someone sent me, which was uh, the replay of him missing the goal, then they just went to the Curb Your Enthusiasm thing. <laughs> Uh, is it one of those things uh, where I, there was some talk around that perhaps you were in the market to be the uh, boss over at the Hawks? Uh, I don't know how much truth there was in that, but is it one of those days where you're just very happy with decisions you've made over the last six months? Oh, I was happy to be a Hawthorne. I mean, sorry. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> oh, no, call Fitzy. Call Fitzy. Oh, 
<laughs> We've got a real whisper. Right. Nat Farts going to Hawthorne via Sagilla. Now I get it. There we go. That'll make good uh, good uh, fodder on your podcast. Um, no, very very happy to uh, to have been on the St Kilda uh, side of things. Clearly a great performance and, and one that we needed to put in, given how we finished off the week before. Yeah, yeah was, was there much chat about because um, you know interstate the last couple of years has been kind of tough for us. Was there, did you hear much chat about like we need to make a statement? We need to show that we're a team that we can travel. Yeah, and that that had been one of the focuses from the pre-season and, and we had our first opportunity in Perth in round two and um, did everything but win, um, given given poor conversion. West Coast hit the front at about the 25-minute mark of the last quarter, which was quite deflating, but I suppose notwithstanding the loss, we took a lot of confidence from, from that game. Well, I heard Richard say something uh, on 360, which was interesting, where he was talking about, he feels like the prior to Hawthorne, the two best games we've played this year have been West Coast and uh, at Geelong, which we both lost. But he said the kind of football we're playing in those games was sustained for three quarters, but then, you know, lost in the last quarter. Whereas this kind of felt like, I remember at halftime thinking we're 22 points up. It felt like we had all the play. If we don't kick away here, then, you know, there's going to be questions asked again. Yeah, oh, most definitely, most definitely. So with, with that in mind, um, the way we played that third quarter was, I guess, quite uplifting um, because in previous games, pretty much every game we've played, we've had opportunities to really um, cement cement our uh, hold on the game and, and blown it, you know, in the Melbourne game, blew it in the West Coast game and, and obviously Geelong late. So to, to play for four quarters, I suppose, to use that cliche, was uh, was very pleasing. That's, That's a great, great name for a podcast. I'm sure there's like five of them. Uh, <laughs> I'll be one down at the Saints. I think Josh Rush is going to start one, but this was the wrong week for us. <laughs> uh, so I want to ask about forward planning when it comes to an organisation like the Saints where the Saints are. How often, How often do, you do you check in with what, what your realistic aspirations for each season are? Because I can imagine when you're in a position where the Saints are right now, you could be anywhere from a top four contending for the Premiership side this year to perhaps in that next bracket of like four to eight sides. How often during a season, and that would then, I imagine, affect how you recruit, how you go forward, you know, how the pay structure works, which older players you keep on the list, you know, if you're realistic to going towards. How often are you checking into that sort of during a season? Yeah, well, it's a very good question. Um, the, the feedback cycle within a football club is weekly. Um, I think that's the reality of it. You have your you have your annual targets, but um, you know, coming out of a weekend, every game, every player, every aspect of that is is reviewed um, in depth. Um, I suppose if you extrapolate that out, that out to a list management perspective, we would meet on a monthly basis, which is, I guess, the the higher level questions about you know who's on your list and who's not, um, and, and that ramps up to a to a fortnightly and then and weekly as as the year progresses. Um, but in terms of the the assessment, I suppose that the, the interesting thing to share is um, wins and losses are really the byproduct of of what a club sets out to do at the start of the year. We we go into the season with a range of measures that we want to improve on. So for us, one of the key focuses um, has been our our defence and. Um, you know, how many points you concede is obviously the, the high watermark of that, but then it's all of the different um, stats that go into restricting an opposition. And week on week, it's really those measures that are that are um, reviewed as opposed to whether you've won or lost, um, with, with a view that if you've done all of that the right way, you win the game. 
Because it, it, is, is it hard to avoid being, avoid being caught, caught up in that week to week in the regular season? Because I mean, you see it, you see it more so than ever. So than ever, than ever I think this footy season that, that every weekend, like you know, a coach is going to be sacked. I mean, like four weeks ago, Gary Ablett was retired, and now he's like three ahead in Ross Lyon didn't know what he was doing. That's crazy. Yeah, how do you, yeah, how do you avoid you're like getting, you're getting? I mean, is, I mean, is it just by concentrating on those structures that you already have in place before the season? Yeah, that that makes it you know you know nice and and easy to come back to. Um, so you can obviously uh, ignore a lot of external noise. In, in saying that, the, the pressure does build, and and we certainly felt that going to the Hawthorne game that um, there's a lot of expectation on the club this year to to go a step further and play finals and. We hadn't quite delivered on that in the first few weeks, so um, I guess the football world was waiting to see what we did as, as they will again on Friday night against the Giants. When you're looking at stats and measurements, I, I have a, a gripe always at the start of the year. By the end of round two, there'll be an article saying no team has ever lost the first two games and then gone on to win the flag or whatever. And as a club that operates like stats and measurements and stuff, do you look at that and go, well... After, After the Bulldogs, Bulldogs last, did, did last year, year then you know, you know all that precedent goes out the window. window. Or, do or do you guys look at the sort of win-loss thing, thing early in the season and go, "Well, this doesn't bode well historically." Um, no, I think we we take the longer-term view. So if, if you even look at our season last year, we were two and six, um, but in the end, just Sorry. missed out on the finals. Um, you know, by percentage, and really, you know, North beat us twice. If we had won one of those games, it might have been different. So I don't think you're ever. Um, writing off your season that early um, and anything's possible. I mean, I saw another thing this week that um, was brought to our attention. We're ninth currently on percentage and um, the, the stat was that the top uh, eight didn't change after round six last year. So, that right. you know, everyone who's out of the eight this year should just pack up and go on holiday. <laughs> um, could use a bit of sun given it is actually quite cold here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, you've got you to, you know, take take a longer-term view of things. Uh, one, uh, of one of the things, things we really, really miss, uh, Charlie, Charlie and I, and when, when we think about St Kilda in particular, is those famous old photos we used to see on the front page of the Herald Sun of Stewie Lowe with like 18 eggs in his hands. Is like down at the club, who would you think could get the most eggs into their hands, Stewie Lowe style? And can you get them in the paper doing it for us, please? Who would it be? Probably be someone like. Josh Bruce or, or Tom Hickey, um, one of those. You don't want to give him to Bruce. No, no. you don't want to give him to Bruce. <laughs> if he was required to drop the eggs onto his foot, it'd be problematic. But if you just ask him to hold it, it'd be okay. <laughs> uh, last but not least, um, we should we should let you go. But I do have a very important question, and it's about it's, it's about, about Kit. Yeah, I want to ask about. Um, so uh, on the we weekend, can't all be softballs and me. We're gonna no. have to. We're gonna have to slug you with a tough. So one to finish off uh, during the weekend, Josh uh, Jenkins' girlfriend uh, tweeted that Josh Jenkins had left his game socks at home. Something that we're fascinated by on this podcast is what what amount of kit is supplied by the club. What do the players have to wash? What do they have to bring to games? Like, do they get to a game and are the socks already there, or are they bringing their own socks? To the game. This conversation started because I was kind of grossed out by the idea that there's like communal socks that, you know, it goes to a laundry, they all get washed and, you know, the next week you could be wearing, you know, Tom Hickey's socks when, you know, you don't want to be like sharing like athletes. Well, I mean, next week nobody would want that one sock that Josh Bruce wore, right? You'd have to burn that sock after the game. The boot's already been thrown out. Right. Didn't it come up his ankle? 
<laughs> yeah, they had to throw out his shit. <laughs> they, they were this close to cutting off his leg. <laughs> Very superstitious lot down at St. Kilda. <laughs> Uh, no, but in all seriousness, so at the Saints, uh, what, what do the, the players, players bring in their kit bag, bag and what's supplied for them when they, they get to the change rooms? Yeah. You know, everything uh, is supplied for them other than their boots. Their boots are at the club and they're instructed to bring their boots. There may be certain games where they might be asked to bring something else, but otherwise it is confirming your fear, Charlie, that uh, everything's <laughs> just put in a pile after the game and they're all washed and, but, you know, so they all, they all shots. Sides, you get but them back how, next but week. How does, but how, how does... Oh, oh, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. So the size so thing. I don't know. For some reason, for some I thought, reason, I thought Jack Lonnie might be putting on Jake Carlisle's socks, socks, and they'll look, you know, look like stockings on go up to his shoulders. <laughs> Why should <laughs> they have different sizes still? So though? someone has to wash those socks, sort them into pairs, and then put the pairs into sizes and put them aside for a rainy day. Yeah, we've got uh, – it'd be an inter- interesting interview subject, but we've got a, a gentleman called Peter Madden who's been at the club for many years who's our property steward, and he has uh, four or five – Industrial size washing machines uh, in in the property room that takes care of all of those things. Would you? I mean, would that make you feel better to know it's like, like an industrial size washing machine. machine? I mean, no, no but that makes me feel worse. worse. Yeah. I'd really like some personal. I bet at like the big clubs. I bet at West Coast. Yeah, West Coast. But West Coast and Collingwood, like week. individually tailored. Yeah, I imagine. Exactly. Yeah. Is, now, the industrial exactly. industrial things terrific because if your wife's if my wife's away, you can just bring your washing from home and hang <laughs> it in there and no one knows. Except all your white, all your white shirts are red, white, and black. By the time you get them home, <laughs> minutes of course. <laughs> is there anyone at the club? Because this is the other thing we're interested in. Is like, uh, is there any players who have particular suspicions around those sort of things? We heard that Brendan Favola uh, would actually throw out his football boots after every single game. He would like so he would never wear like, the same pair of boots again. Is there anyone around the club who's got something like that going on? Wonder who's in financial difficulty. Um... <laughs> Is that extreme? Uh, Michael Jordan used to do that, didn't he? Change, yeah. uh, you've got a bit of luxury when when you own the shoe company, I suppose. Um, but no, are there, no. Are there any are there any superstitious players? players though? Yeah, you need to have, have like routines or whatever that they have to go through. Oh, yeah, quite a few. Yeah, yes is the short answer. The most common one is that um, a number of them wear the same uh, pair of Speedos underneath their playing shorts each week, um, some a bit more conservative in colour and uh, <laughs> and uh, illustration. A bit more festive. Yeah, right. So, so uh, and the Speedo, Speedo all supplied themselves, themselves right? And they're, they're, they're self-supplied. <laughs> 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 so you can't at the end of the game... Like, like chuck, chuck your speedo in the industrial, industrial dryer, dryer as well with the other stuff. stuff. No. You could probably get away with it, but I don't think too many try. Right. <laughs> All right. I, I feel, feel like we've, we've, we've wasted a professional's time enough, I think. I know. That fire's calling on the line, too. I can see it in the background there. Oh, I guess we should... I, I guess, guess we should, should ask you this. In, in the Moorabbin uh, redevelopment, we did speculate about this earlier. Mm. Uh, to get Nat 5 there, would you be happy to put in a helipad? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, we got on the record. Now we have to secure. Confirmed. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks mate. Thank, Thank you, you, mate. Thank you, mate. No worries. Thanks, gents. Cheers. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, that was great. Should we take a little pause? Uh, we're going to take a little pause. pause. Yep. Yeah. 
All right, we're back. So we now it's just us. So Michael, our US US based producer, is now off to bed because it's late at yeah. night where he is. Yeah. Um, and so also, now we can say fucking what we want about Hawthorne, and he won't hear it till tomorrow. Well, that that was basically, I think, the other reason. Like, yeah. Because you were out, you had a bathroom break after we talked to a mate. By who, by the way, thank you very much for um, getting him on the show. I, I really, I mean, it's just it's a fun name to say, isn't it? A yeah. Veins. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it really feels like. Uh, it feels like, you know what it feels like? It's like somebody's introducing you to Bane, yeah. but he's one of those people who always, like, you know, uh, puts an XS on the end of things. So I, it's like, oh, it's me, mate, Bane. <laughs> you know, he's the guy who wants to take over the city. Bane's it. Well, I was thinking, I saw a photo of him on Instagram in a playing in a footy game. He obviously used to play Aussie Rules before he got into the corporate side of it. And I was thinking about your catchphrase on this show, Ball. And I'm wondering if at some stage during a game, did someone yell out, a meat ball! I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe, right? Yeah. A meat's a good. Name. So how do you get how do you get spicy in front of that? That's spicy. A meat ball. Like what sequence of events have to occur for me to hear that in real life? Spicy a meatball. Yeah. That's can... a spicy meatball. No, you know what it is. I'd like, well, you could even still have it because I mean, he's still around balls. Yeah. It's not as if like it has to be is... AFL centric. Yeah, that's fine. And he's, he's so how do you get spice into the equation? Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I mean, St Kilda say they get back in the Nat Five thing, as I, as has been confirmed now. I think. <laughs> I think if anything, got, you're such a fucking. I think if anything got cleared up by that. Conversation, you know what you are. You're a you're a coward. When a meet uh, when a meet's not online, you're fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. When he's on, you go yes, yes, Mr. Baines. No, Mr. Baines. Then he gets off. You're like, ah, oh, no, fucking. Yeah, you're you're a flat track bully. I mean, I assume that he will have stopped listening to this podcast immediately after his bit. So <laughs> this is fine. We can say what we like. Um, no, here's the thing that I got out of that conversation. Lockie Whitfield's definitely going to St Kilda next year. That's what I felt like I got out of that conversation. And a meat's going to Hawthorne, by the sounds of things. It did sound a little like a meat might still be going to Hawthorne. I heard that a new Hawthorne president interviewed actually on the radio this week. Oh, not president. It's like uh Well, Hawthorne just, needs to, Hawthorne just needs to employ someone with the last name Fitzy. Yeah, we need Fitzy involved. <laughs> That's well, I mean. That's how you get him across. It's sad news that the Age and uh, the Fairfax, the Age and the Sydney Morning Herald, who used to have some of the best footy coverage going around, and still do, but like, man, if you get the newspaper to try to get the latest footy results in, like the Age, it could be from fucking three days ago. <laughs> it's crazy, right? So anyway, they're sacking like 150 people, but they really don't need anybody other than Fitzy. Yeah, they just got to get Fitzy down. Scoops. There. Scoops. Maybe he's whispers from the West. Maybe his guy's been contacting us. I mean, he is from Western Australia. Yeah. Is there any chance that we've been we've actually been getting Fitzy scoops? And because we've been calling him whispers, Fitzy's like, all right, finally, I'm do- I'm not going to send these fuckers this one. I'm going to get on the radio and I'm going to tell people about it. Whispers from the West. Is, I mean, that sounds like it must exist already. Is that like that sounds like a segment on a, on a Perth like sports radio show? Whispers from the West. I mean, I, I imagine... Or did no, we coin it? We didn't no, coin it. No, it'd be one of those people who, who rings up. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, we've got whispers from yeah. the West on the line. Yeah, yeah. Or it might be like a column. I reckon it could be like a sports column. Kind of comes out on a Tuesday or Wednesday when there's not so much sports news and it's got kind of weekend gossip. Ah, oh, guess which commentator <laughs> forgot his media pass on the weekend? La- la- whispers from the West. Last year's trade period was made infinitely better by following draft whispers. You've, did you follow that Twitter account? It's a dude... I think I feel like the Ellis draft whispers. (laughs) All about heartbreak. There's this dude who, like, claimed to be, you know, obviously just having the inside word on all the trades that were going on. And he would make those big calls, like, actually, you know, and come out and he would lay out his conspiracy theory and lay out all the dots. And 
there was just sort of like enough enough to it that made you go, maybe this guy does know what he's talking about. I think he had got a few right and got a few wrong, like probably anyone. But it made that trade period so much more interesting because you just, oh, what's what, what's Trade Whispers got to say? Uh, Charlie, are you implying it as, as if he was just guessing? <laughs> like maybe Fitzy, Fitzy was. With his, I mean, it's one of those things. Uh, we were talking about it when we were having a break. In between, it's like, St Kilda has nine board members. That's what Amit said, right? Yeah. Nine board members. So that's just a great lie to tell. It's just one of those things. Nobody knows who the St Kilda board members no. are. If you just say, oh yeah, I was talking to a St Kilda board member, there's plausible deniability. Yeah. In not, I mean, I can say right now, like, oh, well, I've been talking to a Hawthorne board member. Yeah. And the big word coming out of Hawthorne is uh, that Clarkson's going to start playing again. <laughs> no one can deny that I've heard that from a Hawthorne board member, can they? Well, we've got to know the source. Fitzy's got to name his sources. Like, I believe in, you know, protecting... Which board member Fitzy? <laughs> Finger your sauce. I don't think it's real. You just think Pitsy made it up. Are you calling well, him a liar? Is I think that what you're doing? Yeah. Well, I think, like you said, his, his guess is as good as anyone's. I don't feel in my bones that, that my vibe is that he's not coming. Well, well, you know what? I was actually talking to a Geelong board member recently, and they said it was almost 100% that Gary Ablett was going back to Geelong. Really? Yeah. No, you just no, made that up. Made that up. <laughs> <laughs> you had me. Whispers. Whispers from Mogs Creek online. <laughs> yeah, right? Because it sounds plausible enough. It sounds like one of those things that you could have heard. Yeah. So, yeah, why not? You're right. I mean, he's going some... Well, he's not definitely going somewhere, but that's a thing. Mate, There's been really so much... There. He couldn't get on better with the players. Whispers. Whispers. <laughs> Well, let's get to the games and we'll, and we'll, okay, we'll, we'll get we, to Freo. Hang on. Should we get to the Whispers first? All right. Should we like go to the... Because we've been talking about the Whispers. I should just... Oh, uh, yeah. We, it's worth saying um, a lot of people from WA getting in touch, which is great. Yeah. Um, I, oh, should, are we going to have a separate Facebook page? I saw some discussion between you and Mike Hal about the idea because at the moment, people have been contacting us about the footy podcast through our TOEFOP Facebook yeah. page. But yeah. what I've kind of noticed is in the same way as people who like TOEFOP but do not like AFL football, didn't like when we talked about AFL football in TOEFOP, which is why we started this fucking podcast. Yeah. I'm starting to feel a little bit the same way about some of the people talking about AFL on the TOEFOP page. But secondly, and more importantly, what I kind of hadn't realised was because we're doing this weekly and there are things that have happened that people want to give feedback on, it probably would be good to have one space that is just for that stuff. So what we're trying to say is make it easier for us to rip off your shit on air. <laughs> like just... well, I mean, people are sending these whispers in, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. I assume if somebody's whispering in our direction, they don't just want us to know that information, do they? That would be a pointless thing to do with a whisper, to just give it to us and then not... That's... You know what? That we're I have pass it on. never... I've, I've never thought of that. Maybe, maybe I'm just so naive. I thought they were all just corresponding with us. No. They, no, they wanted us to talk about it. Well, I imagine so. Well, uh, what, you, uh, no, it's like, well Will, it's I, like if I we need to get... Look, I just ring up Mike Sheehan. Will. I, go, I assume you'll do nothing with this information, Robbo. Consent is a big issue. Yeah. We need to make sure these people are consenting well, to us. Well, I think us. this is implicit. Oh, really? Oh, shit. You're saying they're asking for it. Well, no. In the same way as, like, if you... Like, if you come into, like, a space where they're filming and there's a little, you know, note on the wall, everything is like, you know, you consent to be filmed. It's like when you go through customs and they've got the border security things. Yeah. They say, you're going to be in this, right? So, okay. Yeah, so if you've got any headphones, you want to declare. <laughs> anyway, well, you, you've been warned. And also, the other thing I would say is, 
Oh, so in my uh, stand-up show that I've been touring around the country, I have a story. Uh, it's an. Uh, I have a story about an anti-vaxxer who wrote to me, right? Mm-hmm. And during the run of the season, because there are uh, many people who are anti-vax and they are very passionate about their beliefs, um, often they would come to the show and then they would write me very passionate letters about it. And I have no qualms using any of those letters in my stand-up because they were literally responding to a story I told on stage about how someone wrote me a letter and here's me making fun of it. Yeah, right. So you've already been fucking warned. We've talked about the whispers on the podcast. You can't be coming to our Facebook page yeah. with extra whispers. You've been warned okay, how about... by the fact that we've already done it. All right. If, but if you're, you're someone... <laughs> if someone contacts us and we don't use their whisper... Yeah. If they send us, like, say, two or three whispers and we don't use any of them, are they... Because they could be living in, like, like a vacuum. They're not right. communicating with other people who are sending whispers in. So if they don't hear from us, they just assume, okay, well, it's a, this is a private conversation? Well, uh, no, hang on. No, here's the thing. Like, we don't have to pass on all whispers. They're like tips, whispers, you know? Yeah. We are then the arbiters of the whispers. We are the whisper deliverers. The arbiters of the whispers. Yeah. Sounds like a metal album from the 70s. We are the footy whispers. <laughs> yeah. That's what we are. We are the, we, we get all the whispers together, yeah. and then we decide which ones we dole out. That's yeah. our function. Right? Yeah, that's right. Gary Hocking was whiskers, we're whispers. Right. Well, we gather some whiskers. He actually, <laughs> I believe, came to see my show in Adelaide this year. Oh, really? I would love to know what Gary Buddha Hocking... No, actually, to be honest, I would not like to know what Gary Buddha Hocking thought of my... My show. Here we go. We've got a few whispers okay. this week. Uh, firstly, let's start with uh, the Fox Footy head surfing oh, yeah. uh, video. Um, so apparently, uh, this is from uh, uh, Whispers. Uh, I won't, It doesn't say where he's from, uh, this Whispers, but his name's Jeremy. I think we can say that uh, because it's not particularly confidential information. Uh, in relation to the Fox Footy head surfing league, I believe they're inspired or tried to replicate the viral get pitted surfer interview video. And then he's... Uh, given a link to that. Um, it would explain the American accents and Josh Kennedy's particularly cringy parts. Aww, poor Josh. So, now there is a chance they were doing a parody of something no one's seen. Right. Which, again, like you're already on fucking Fox footy. Mm. There's already only like 30,000 people diehard footy fans <laughs> watching this channel at any stage. I don't know if you need to go even more niche <laughs> than you're already doing. Anyway. Uh, here we go. We've got another Sebastian's given us um, given us a little bit of information. Secret Sebastian. Also. Secret, yeah, uh, Sebastian. On the head surfing ad, uh, this is an exact mockery of the World Surfing League ads and interviews. So a little bit of debate about where the inspiration of the head surfing might have come from. Yeah. The wording... A board to- member at St Kilda. <laughs> <laughs> the wording tour, the design of the logo uh, in the background, the way the players talk, uh, as well as the common surfing hand gesture, you is an identical copy from the World Surfing League tour notes. Uh, so there you go. So it may be an exact parody of the World Surfing League. Okay, so just pause for a second there. Yeah, so you let's... are the agency or the marketing uh, team who came up with this idea. Yes. Like, how are you marrying together? Like, if it was on. Um, the Red Bull channel or something and add like that. It would make sense to me. It's like, oh, because you're watching it for the surfing or whatever. But where did they marry together surfing and footballers? Oh, well, I mean, maybe it was that. Well, last year they had a surfing ad as well. Remember, it was Paddy Dangerfield mm. and he was surfing in that suit. Remember, he had the, like he was out there surfing, but yes. he was actually dressed in a full like, yeah. suit or whatever? Yeah. 
Maybe the, that's what it is. There any chance the guy who's doing promos at Fox Forty really wants to do surfing? <laughs> and he's just trying. To yeah, this is his way of <laughs> more attention. Like, is the guy who's doing all the promos at Fox Forty some surfer dude who's off his head? Like, he goes surfing in the morning, smokes about eight bongs, gets into Fox Forty, and just tries to get surfing into as many footy videos as possible. Well, I think half of our uh, um, when we talked about this last week, half the reason we hated these ads is we said. No one calls it head surfing. But I had someone actually contact me to say they play local footy and it is, in fact, called head surf. How long has it been called head surfing for in local footy, though? That would be my question. Which is which came first, the head surfing ad or the head surfing vernacular in the local footy? Because we all know what happens in the AFL trickles down to the local competitions. That's why you've got to be careful about violence and you know concussion and stuff in the, in the AFL because... It's the same way as people will play, you know, in the junior ranks. It's You have a responsibility to the game. So is there any chance that it's become called head surfing since the app? Well, he said, and this is from Tim. Oh, yeah. Timid Tim. Sure. We want to keep you yeah. a little pseudonym. Um, he said, uh, I've seen them play in a lot of local footy. I've played, sorry. In a lot of local footy, they, do, they, they definitely call it this. And by the way, it's just a bit of fun, yeah? Wow. Well, well, here's what I would say, Tim, if that's your real name. So is this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not trying to get it banned. We're not starting to change the old petition to get... Like, we saw an ad that we didn't understand, and we talked about it for a bit. It's just a bit of fun, mate. Yeah, we don't really care that much. <laughs> we don't care. We literally do not care. Imagine, though, that... Oh, but you know what? He contacted me on Twitter, so he doesn't okay. know... Because I, I wrote something oh, on, on right. Twitter, so okay. he doesn't know. So he hasn't listened to the Yeah, podcast. so apologize. <laughs> well, no, he's not listening anyway, so yeah. fuck that dude. <laughs> fuck him harder. A minute ago, I felt bad that I was being mean to one of our listeners, but now I know it's some random dude on Twitter who's like, oh, calm down, it's a bit of a fun. Probably it's a bit of a fun. Probably, probably, it was a typo. He was typing really quick. Yeah. He probably said that when someone threw a banana at Eddie Betts. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, I'm saying geez. he's also oh a racist. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Tim is a racist. He is a horrible man. Anyway, he's not listening, so that's fine. Um, all right. So there we go. That's uh, we, that's uh, the first bit, the little bit of housekeeping that we had to get to. Uh, now. When the scoop came out that Fife was indeed going to St Kilda, obviously... We got inundated. got inundated. Thank you for the mock-up. Someone sent me a photo, which was Fife in the uh, Saints jumper. I liked it. Uh, we'd like to see one shirtless in a Saints beanie, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, totally. That's oh, my God. Yeah, that's how you win. God, it's a shame Reed Parker doesn't listen to this, or yeah. if he does. Oh, you know what? If you're good with Photoshop, if anyone can do it for our new... Because like, we're going to have a new Facebook page. Yeah, perfect. Right? That'll be our flagship it image. It'll be our first big image. All I want to see is Nat Fife, that iconic image of him in the beanie. I yeah. want that to be a Saints beanie. Yeah. Someone can do that. Yeah. And then I want two Brownlows. Yeah. Implying <laughs> that one his second one at the Saints. That That's would be really awesome. And then Photoshop, like, uh, Ross Lund in the background, just tears in his eyes, crying. Well, I should say this because somebody, I haven't uh, shown you the trophy, although I've shown you a photo of the trophy. We haven't mentioned on the podcast that someone made us. Oh, yeah. Like, that... Two guys, one cup, cup. There is a literal... It is absolutely amazing. It's on my Instagram uh, page, but I'll get a photo of it and we can put it on our new Facebook page, Charlie. Um, but I'll try to find it now so I can just uh, actually... Describe attribute it? what the, the dude's name was as well because it was... Uh, I did write it down in my little message. Okay, so here we go. So basically, the base uh, of, the tro- <laughs> of the trophy, of the cup... 
um, is the image from this podcast of the two our podcast cars, artwork, and it's been made into like a stand. Yeah, like a triangular shaped sort of stand. Right. If that was the whole thing. If like, somebody had left that as a present, I would have gone, that's the best thing anyone's... There's a reason this podcast exists, finally. <laughs> it's just a bit of fun. <laughs> but then, marrying our two loves from our other podcast, it's one of those kind of, I guess, there's a handle on it that you can bend, and the illusion is you're going to put a doll on that Like an handle. action figure. Yeah, an action figure, so that it looks like it's kind of floating, suspended in air, right? Yep. You know, flying or whatever, right? Yeah. And it's uh, Russell Crowe... Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess from, Man of Steel, Russell Crowe. Yeah, Man of Steel. That's right. Jor-El. Jor-El. and uh, so he's floating above as the trophy with a gun in his hand. It's awesome already. But what they've also done is made a Tofop bulldog scarf <laughs> for him to wear because we're the current holders of the cup. But included in the package was a made-up Tofop St Kilda one for when St Kilda win the cup. It's amazing. Where is the trophy? Uh, so, oh, well, it's just being brought up to Sydney. It's in, it was backstage. It's uh, it got well, packed up with our posters. So from- Price Waterhouse have put it in a suitcase, chained it to a guy's hand, and yeah. are driving it up to Sydney. Uh, all right, so um, uh, Lee at All Star Comics in Melbourne, which is also an awesome comic book shop, uh, by the way. I thought that before I knew that Lee was a listener and uh, made us a trophy. But yeah, All Star Comics. Thanks, Lee. Yeah. You! You! <laughs> don't know how much head surfing they do at All Star Comics in Melbourne, but... Um, I think we had an update on... So, uh... I was, was going to get to this five stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, uh, so, so, guys, just wanted to chime in on the whispers from the West topic. Now, I won't... Uh, uh, this is just another whisper from the West. Okay. A friend of mine... <laughs> because is, why, is What's the name? Well, I can't say what his, I won't say what his name is because there's... Because he plays for Fremantle. No, no, it's not that one. It's no. confidential information. Okay. Um, but this is perfect sort of whispers. Okay. Uh, Eat your heart out, Fitzy. Just wanted to chime in on the whispers from the West topic. A friend of mine... So already a friend of mine. Yeah. So not even him. A friend of mine uh, who lives over in Perth uh, and talking to his girlfriend. <laughs> so this is already perfect for me because I love that this is three away from anyone who might have any fucking idea. So even if the information was good in the first place, yeah. by the time it gets passed down three layers, yeah. it is unreliable information. <laughs> perfect whisper for me. <laughs> so um, uh, talking to his girlfriend who seems to be in a few circles with friends of the Fremantle players. So the friend of the girlfriend. It's a friend of the... Very, so a friend, friend of the a friend of his girlfriend yeah. is friends with someone who's friends with the players. Yeah. So is that five degrees we're talking already? Four or five, minimum four, possibly five. <laughs> and she concurred your rumours that Nat Five isn't overly liked around the club. Well, you know what, mate? Good enough for me. Enough for me. <laughs> four to five people removed from someone who's not actually. Apparently. Oh, this goes on. Apparently, likes likes to keep to himself. And doesn't socialise a lot with the other players. A bit Bradmanesque in attitude. Yeah, well, I mean, in his... I didn't get that reference. Is that is that what they said about Don Bradman? Yeah, he, he, wasn't... Was, he was not beloved by the other players. Right. Uh, maybe for the same reasons that Nat Fife might not be. Because he's, he's so better than the rest of them. Like, fucking so much better than the rest of those fucking jokes. <laughs> maybe that's why they didn't like him. Um, all right, so that that's pretty good information, right? That's a pretty good information. Yeah, well, that confirms an earlier whisper. Um, and uh, here we go. Uh, what have we got here? Um, oh, okay. Uh, uh, this is an update on um, 
Dyson Heppel's hair. Oh, yeah, this is good. So, this is a, a pretty good uh, topic from last week. Uh, currently listening to um, Two Guys, One Cup. I have an old uh, story for you about Dyson Heppel's hair. Now, last week, what did we say? Something in between dreads a dread. and... And what, what, what's the other option? It's like soft dreads. Soft dreads. So, uh, Dyson's Heppel's hair is dreads. I <sighs> served him at work once. He bought several days' worth of groceries. He was planning on holding up. But also, the other thing is, How maybe, get... maybe he was having one of his famous parties at his house, Charlie, <laughs> that he's so renowned for, where he entertains all the players. Uh, no, um, that's a judgment that somebody else is making. That it's maybe that days might, of food. Yeah, maybe for you or I, that might be days of food. But maybe at the level of training that Nat Five's doing, it's like... It's not, not talking about Nat Five, is he? Oh, sorry, the Dyson Heppel. Dyson Heppel, no, yeah. That's a good point. No, Dyson Heppel, that's heaps of... He's fucking skinny. Yeah, so, <laughs> he needs to. No, it's a good point. No, you're absolutely right. So, yeah. um, I, I still made my point, but in the wrong way. Um, <laughs> my point was right, that it's a subjective measurement. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, I served him at work once. He bought several days' worth of groceries and a couple of hundred cash out. It's a bit so, light. You're a bit light there, mate. For, uh, <laughs> for a Saturday night, you're a bit light. For, uh, Supplements. Yeah. I imagine that's some sort of guy. Sort of... That's a that is a like that's a close observation. To see the exact amount someone has withdrawn from an ATM, you had to be watching pretty closely. I don't think I'd be able to unless I was standing right over the dude's shoulder, I don't think I'd be able to tell how much someone had pulled out. Or do you think you got the receipt? The withdrawal receipt? I just reckon if it's one of those moments where you meet Dyson Heppel, you remember everything about it. You know when you're meeting someone like exciting, yeah. You, for you, like what is quite mundane, you wouldn't remember that a hundred other people who yeah got two hundred dollars cash out. But when you're serving Dyson Heppel, you remember everything about that moment, surely. That or you're following him around like a creep. I mean, well, I would also do that. <laughs> you would. I'd be like, where's he going to spend that two hundred? <laughs> you're watching him drink a big M, going, oh, I hope he leaves some of that behind, and I can drink the rest of it. Then I'll be Dyson Heppel. I hope he spills a bit on his shirt. <laughs> And then he just has to rip it off. Oh, dreads. Can I touch your dreads? He looks like the lead singer of Soul Asylum. <laughs> and he plays like a runaway train. So. Well, you got me there because I can't throw in one other reference because I, oh, no, I don't know the name of one other in the world. No one. Yeah. No one can. Yeah. Dave no, Perno is his name. That's. Yeah. I'll give you a bit of fucking. That's a, the only thing I know about Soul Asylum. No one from Soul Asylum. Did he date Winona Ryder? Oh, Winona Ryder. I thought it was Richie. Jennifer Aniston. Right. Who did Dyson Heppel slash Dave Perno date in the nineties? Yeah. Well, that, that's who we, we get to play. Uh, Dyson Heppel. I mean, he's a bit older. Who plays <laughs> old, old Dyson Heppel? Uh, Dave Perna. Ooh, ooh. Has he still got the dreads? Doesn't seem to look as good as he used to, to be honest with you. Little LinkedIn references. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, if I can see. Something. Famous girlfriend. Winona. <laughs> Why didn't we ask Amit Baines, if you remembered, <laughs> who right. Dave Perna, Perna dated the 90s? Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, in 1994... Uh, Soul Asylum's Dave Perna and Winona Ryder were a celebrity couple. Yeah, right. Uh, Good, so, well remembered. Yeah, so there you go. Well, no, I mean, basically just name a band from that era and go Winona Ryder went out with the lead <laughs> Counting Crows. 
Yeah. The dude, Adam Drew. Uh, Adam, uh, Adam Horowitz. Horowitz. No. Adam Horowitz. Is that what it no, is? He's the Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Adam, Adam something. Oh, this is not a <laughs> Should we talk about some results? Oh, counting the crows. Come on, mate. That, that's very footy. Premiership favourites. Counting how many premierships they have. That's, it's totally footy related, counting crows. Adam Duritz. Duritz. That, that's a guy who could have played off the halfback plank for the Crows. He also, if you told me he also had, he also had, he also had dreads like Dyson Heppel. There's yep. a link. So what you're saying is Winona Ryder could still date Dyson Heppel. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a footy romance? Because we always Well, maybe, know, maybe he's the big bad in Stranger Things too, as you find out they've got a Dyson Heppel living in the woods. No, but the other way around, because we love when an AFL footballer <laughs> gets involved with like an overseas celebrity, right? It's like, like, who was the last person Josh to do that? Uh, that's the only one. <laughs> that's the only one. Well, so imagine, like, we were excited about that. So imagine how he'd be excited if, like, Winona Ryder's out in Australia for, like, Stranger Things 2 promo. And, like, you know, like they do with visiting celebrities, they take yep. them to a football game. Essendon, you know what they're like. They're yep. on the way back up. They need all the positive PR they can get. Yeah, she's uh, had problems with drugs. They've had problems with drugs. Uh, they've got a lot in common. <laughs> like, you know, maybe one of their banner that day is Essendon for Premiers. We've seen Stranger Things. <laughs> That's a good banner. We could sell that to them. Um, and they, they get her down to the rooms after the game. She meets Dyson Heppel because he's the captain, of course. And, yeah. and sparks fly. Yeah. Because, you know, she can't resist those flowing dreams. Yeah, and Dyson says to her... Um, I know you're the one who shoplifts, but you have stolen my heart. Oh, because he's got away with words. That's why they made him captain. He's a country boy at heart. That'd be brilliant. I would love to see Dyson Heppel dating Winona Ryder. Let's make it happen. They would be footballers. Call Fitzy. I've got a scoop. Move over, Buddy and Jacinta. Dyson Heppel and Winona Ryder. Up and down. Dyson Heppel and Winona Ryder. Wouldn't it be awesome if Paddy Ryder dated Winona Ryder? And they both kept their Winona Ryder Ryder. <laughs> he took her name and she took his. <laughs> He's Patty Ryder Ryder and she's Winona Ryder Ryder. And you thought this was going nowhere. <laughs> All right, let's get to a result. Clearly, with the technical difficulties we suffered, there is little sense in covering last week's games in the middle of this week's games. So we're going to cut to the tipping for the games that are happening right now. Um, all right. Uh, so next round, let's uh, get to the predictions and then we can stop doing this. Uh, first up, I believe it's the Giants and the Saints at Eddie Head. Eddie Head on Friday night. So what are, what are your hopes here? For I reckon we can win. I reckon we can win. I think the Bulldogs did a good job of showing us how you beat GWS. And I think that we actually match up quite well. We've no, got Toby Green. No Toby Green to deal with. I mean, look, they've got a fucking. They'll just open. They'll reach down behind the couch. They'll find another fucking gun uh, forward or midfielder to put into that team. They don't even put the names up on the board. They just put up draft picks. We'll bring in a number three for number three. I think what you have to do with GWS, which is what the Bulldogs is, the Bulldogs pressure game came back. Like you just have to crack in because. You're already starting, you know, like 30, 30, 30% behind. So you need to play at your absolute maximum for the entire game. We haven't done that all year. We did it against Hawthorne. That's why I think it was a good kind of like, you know, warm-up game. It allowed us to actually sort of get some confidence. So I reckon we can win this game. All right. I, I think it'll be tight. But I, I think the trick to GWS is that, like most of them, have been the best players. Like, you know, that's the, uh, probably maybe if you can find, try to find one downside to having so many 
draft picks is they've all been the best players and none of them really want to be the role players. Yeah. They all want to be the stars. You know, even if you're playing halfback or whatever, they want to be the guy who grabs the ball off halfback and runs it off halfback and does something spectacular. And you do wonder if occasionally that means that you can kind of, if you apply some pressure, you can... Can you think of any team in history that you've watched that does that wave of players thing that GWS does? Like, you know, where they just start it at full back and it's like two or three ball carriers. They just literally run it from defense to attack. I cannot think of another team that does it so well and so easily. I just don't think that... Again, I think it goes back to the fact that they've all been the best players. So everyone's used to doing that. It just looks like a fucking Mexican wave. Right. It's like, and no one can touch them. It is crazy. Like, they, they did that against you guys quite a bit in the third quarter. Um, and if they'd sort of kicked straighter, they probably would have been further in front. But, like, I don't know. I mean, that's the one thing I worry about is you can actually match up well on their key position players, but they've got fucking eight dudes who on the run can nail it from 50. <laughs> you know, the other thing is, I reckon because they have those gun key forwards who are big like Patton and Cameron and those guys... I don't know if they have that, like, pressure defense. Like, you can turn them a bit around. They don't have that. Well, Toby Green was that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think there is some opportunities to open them up. I'd like to see the Saints win. They're pretty hard to beat at Etihad. That's the thing about St Kilda. Like, Mm. it's a good place to have that. Uh, I am going to pick GWS, though, because it's hard to just pick against them at the moment. Uh, But I'd like to see the Saints win, and I, I think the Saints are definitely capable of winning that one. Uh, North Melbourne uh, take on Adelaide at uh, BA. What is with BA? Is it Adelaide? It's be, I mean, yeah, Tassie. It's sorry, be yeah. Tassie, I suppose. Um, so uh, Blundstone Arena. Blundstone Arena, of course. Um, so or is that Canberra? North and Adelaide. No, I think Blundstone no, Blundstone's Tassie. Tassie. Uh, so North and Adelaide. Uh, Adelaide. In. Yeah, I don't think it makes sense. Adelaide have got to win. Adelaide have got to lose at some stage as well. You know that's like particularly. You know what? You're right. Season, they've got to lose at some stage. That they're, they're right. By the for, way, and... I talked you out of picking Carlton last week. So <laughs> let me talk you into anything. <laughs> no, you time. know what? I actually think you're right. I think that North Melbourne have been thereabouts without getting a win. They finally get one across the line. Ben Brown plays well. They made those changes where they dropped Swallow and Thomas. It seemed to have done something. But it's just like, I mean, unless Adelaide feel like they need a day off. You just can't see it happening. No, I reckon Adelaide too. And right. they're used to playing in like an exposed oval. You know, I don't think it's going to be that different. It was beautiful last week down in Tasmania when we played perfect conditions. Yeah. No, I think Adelaide. I think Adelaide as well. Collingwood Carlton in the 125-year anniversary for Collingwood. Does that count as a back at, backs against the wall? Like, I mean, it's a big occasion. No. It's embarrassing to lose to Carlton, the old enemy, at the MCG, traditional time of the day. Um, coming off the win. I mean, because I don't know. Thing. This is a tough game to pick, don't you reckon? Well, you know what the thing is? In your backs against the wall theory, yeah. if you're going to try to get enough of them in the season, this is perfect timing. Because basically, what you like, this would reset back yeah. against the wall. If Collingwood lose to Carlton in this important game, backs Let's are against, against the wall. wall again. They need to lose all their kind of milestone games yeah. Anzac Day, you know, traditional rival yeah. clashes. That's how you get the back straight back on the yeah, wall. Yeah, that way. Backs off the wall, back on the yeah, wall. Yeah, but, the, off the wall, but you, want, you want significant um, uh, adversity. So if it is like a milestone game or something like that, who's coming up for like 200 games this year? They should lose that one too. Yeah, Pendle Yeah, yeah sorry, Pendles. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, mate. We need our backs against yeah, the wall next. Against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who would you pick? I mean, I guess Collingwood makes the most sense, but yeah. I, I find that a hard one to pick. I'll say Carlton. Just... I agree. I mean, Carlton off. Last week's form, you got to give them real credit and give them a real spotting chance. But I, 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 Pies. Collingwood, yeah. Uh, Port taking on the West Coast at the Adelaide Oval. Now this will be a really good test for West Coast. West Coast are no good. 
I'm telling you, mate, they are no good. What if they beat Port Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval? Will you next week come on the podcast and say what? They're, they're no good. <laughs> um, they're not going to win this game. But you know what? They could win this game. I don't know, fucking know this season. Like, I mean, who knows? None of us know. If you've listened to any of our tips from previous weeks, you know we don't know. I've, as I've clearly stated, I feel like West Coast of Port Rudd. So yeah. even if oh. they win, it doesn't mean anything. Who are Port though? In that, uh, if you're looking at the finals as casting a movie that like a Judd Apatow film, yeah, as a Judd Apatow film, who are Port? Um, James Franco. Yeah, perfect. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go for James Franco. At <laughs> Over. Over Paul Rudd. Uh, okay, in the next game, uh, Gold Coast at home, Metricon Stadium. Uh, Metricon? No. Metricon isn't? Metricon's their sons, yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, so Gold Coast take on Geelong and Metricon. The Gary Ablett Cup. The Gary Ablett, yeah, they hand him over at the end of the game, right? Yeah. Winner takes Ablett. I know. Geelong's seem a bit vulnerable, and... Gold I mean, but, but uh, Gary's not going to want to hurt his new teammates. So, like... You know, he's going to be playing with him in 12 months, so he's not going to want to put, you know, put any bruises on him or anything. I know. I reckon he'll want to up his contract. Oh, yeah, good you point. Know, this is a good day. I mean, this is a great chance to see three of the greatest footballers you've ever seen. How? I mean, game. can you get a bead on the Suns? Nah, I reckon they're okay, but they're not great. So, so I would that logic Geelong, would say Geelong. Coming off that loss, they've got to tune themselves up and come back strong. Yeah. And I just don't know if Gold Coast have the stoppers to shut down Dangerwood. And that's if that's going to be the secret, I just don't think that they have it. You know, they also missed um, uh, Menzel, I reckon, a lot. Oh, definitely. And he'll be back. And yeah. like, I think their forward line, with or without Menzel, looks very different. He, he, It's a pity he's had so many bad knees because even after, what, four knee reconstructions or whatever he's had, he's still a super, super player. Yeah, it's great. amazing to see him, you know, if he'd had a chance to play all that football and not had the bad knees. I'll pick the Cats. Yeah, me too. Um, Western Bulldogs are taking on Richmond at Etihad Stadium. Now, my worry about this game, Charlie, is not our form. My worry about this game is the Richmondiness of it. Because coming off a loss where suddenly they've had their expectations shattered, what would be more Richmondy than coming up against the reigning premiers and smashing them? Because that would then suddenly people would be like, oh, Adelaide was an aberration, Richmond are back. And that would perfectly reset the Richmondiness yeah. of this season. And that's what's really worrying me coming into this game. You are right to be worried because that's 100% what's going to happen. I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely believe the Tigers will win this game and they'll win in convincing fashion. Yeah, they'll play fashion. aggressive round of footy, yeah. maybe 30 points because you guys are coming off a pretty tough game last week. Sure, yep. And so I reckon that they'll win it and they'll be up and about. Jack will kick maybe four or five. And that's my luck of the week. I mean, it's if I if I didn't bury the Bulldogs, <laughs> you could see it coming. I could see that happening. But yeah. I'm going to stick with the dogs. I think hopefully, you know, last week's form, we found our way back a bit, and we'll take it into this week's. I game. mean, the only other flip side of that is it would also be very Richmondy if they got absolutely flogged by the Bulldogs and lost by eighty plus points. It's a great thing that would fit. Richmondy. Yeah. There's always There's a way to spin this story. <laughs> Uh, Sydney on Sunday taking on the Brisbane Lions at the SCG. God, who knows? Who wins that game? I mean, can you imagine if you told us seven weeks ago that we would not the know Bri- who the result of Sydney versus Brisbane at, at the, the SCG, SCG was going to be? They haven't, yeah, so they've lost two games at the SCG this year, haven't they? Uh, they can't lose this, Sydney. You said that about Carlton, and I fucking listened to you. I haven't actually seen a lot of Sydney, so I don't know what the problem is. I haven't seen what it is that is fucking them up. Well, they're midfield, 
So Parker's been down on form. Hanbury's dead. Been down on form. Jack's been down on form. And uh, are they injured or they're just Mitchell's, they're just down on form? Playing for Hawthorne. Mm. So that's been a big chunk. Of and Je- and Jesse White. They're still not over that. We're still not over the Jesse White. I mean Gary Rowan. We should say very glad that he's uh, that looked horrible. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that that he's okay. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just I can't. Sydney have got to win at some stage. They can't lose this week, surely. At the SCG against Brisbane. It just can't happen. Look, can it? I mean, it can, I suppose. Well, if Brisbane had been more competitive last week, I would have thought... I would have I would have given them more of a shot, but because maybe Brisbane started the year really well. They had that win, and they've been competitive in a lot of games. They almost beat you guys. They almost beat the Saints. But... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a hard game to pick. I wouldn't be surprised if Sydney did lose, but I don't feel I don't feel they will. I felt more confident about Carlton beating them last week, let me put it that way. So I mean I just like all evidence would tell you that Sydney you just shouldn't be backing Sydney, but I can't I can't not back them at the SCJ. They've got to win this. I mean if they lose to Brisbane, if they lose in two weeks in a row, if they're zero and seven and they've lost to Carlton in Brisbane in two weeks in a row what are you doing if you're Sydney? You know you what? You, you just you just talked me into tipping Brisbane because I want to see what happens because that would be fascinating. I mean, it would be fascinating. I mean, would they be accused of almost tanking? Would they the rest of the year? Would they go for draft picks? Like if they if you're zero and seven, you what did the, what did the meat say? It's not about wins and losses. Like you don't you you, you don't just put the cue in the rack. You're, you're always planning for something but each after, week. Yeah, but wouldn't part of the plan for Sydney be blood some youths get some fucking yeah and get some top draft choices? Yeah. You got your academy picks. So you get get a couple of good draft choices. You know, a couple of years you're back. I, I see a clearer path back for them than Hawthorne. Yeah, definitely. Uh, look, I think Sydney will win, but I'm going to pick Brisbane for those keeping score. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I, I think uh, I'm going to pick Sydney. Um, and maybe next week I'll finally jump off the Sydney wagon. <laughs> but I'm going to pick Sydney. Yeah. Um, Melbourne play Hawthorne at the uh, MCG. Uh, It'd just be so Melbourne for them to lose this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see Hawthorne beating Melbourne. Yeah, I could definitely it, can't see you? Melbourne. Yeah, me too. But that not this the whole thing I was saying at the start of the podcast, that I've got to stop picking these fucking teams just because they used to be good? Yeah, but I think like it's... it's like no, a, but I think the, like the, going, the, the difference... It's like how I still go to Bruce Willis movies. <laughs> like... It hasn't been good for ages. It hasn't been good for ages. It's my fault that I'm still going. But I, I, I think the difference here is it's Melbourne. You're, yeah. what's, you're factoring in Melbourne, and Melbourne fucking lose these games. We yeah, thought this okay. year they'd be different, but they aren't. Like, I think the thing that's gonna, that, that tits me over the line for Melbourne is that Jordan Lewis is going to kill someone. Yeah, Jordan, <laughs> like, Jordan Lewis is back. He'll really want to make Someone is going to get murdered. I reckon Melbourne are playing, like, they're starting to warm up into it. Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, last game of the round, uh, Fremantle take on Essendon at Domain Stadium. Uh, tough game to call, I reckon, but uh, Freo at home, maybe? Freo, definitely. Definitely? Yeah. Well, Fife needs to come out and make a statement, Will. Yeah, maybe that statement will be... I, I want to go to St Kilda. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a show to promote? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, well, I'll be in Perth. Uh, so oh, that's Carlin, right, yeah. Thursday night, uh, Perth, Friday and Saturday night, three shows. Uh, Friday night's up against the Western Bulldogs, West Coast Eagles, but uh, uh, two shows on Saturday night as well, so come on down. I don't talk about footy in the show, so it's fine. You can still enjoy the show regardless of what the result of the footy is. 
<laughs> and we have another podcast that's called Tofop, um, so you can check that out, T-O-F-O-P. And we have a new Facebook page, perhaps. Uh, yeah, in well, the next couple of days. Yeah, anyway. well, Mike, Mike Al said he could, but let's you know, let's see how yeah. he's. Well, he's got a lot. Of, I mean, he's got a fucking he's two. Got a he's got a two-hour podcast to fucking yeah. edit. So. It'll take nine hours to load it. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so there, there is uh, some shows, and there will be a Facebook page uh, hopefully in the next few weeks. Yeah, um, for all your whispers. Yeah, and other stuff. All right, is that it? Play on, not fifteen. Ball. We are two guys, one car.